0: to the last gen podcast brought to you by miracle word ministries. These episodes are specifically created with students in mind. More than ever before, we must know why we believe what we believe, build strong faith and stay on fire for God. We know that Jesus is coming soon and we're going to live like this is the last generation. Are you ready? Let's go. And welcome back to another episode of of the Last Gen podcast, my name is Alex Iaquinto. On behalf of Miracle Word Ministries, and I'm so glad you're back. I'm so thankful for the faithful listeners. Um, those of you who jump on every single week um, to to listen to this podcast, whether it be me hosting or someone else, Evangelist Preston, whether it be my aunt, anyone else, Lilia, um, but you jump on every single week, and I'm I'm thankful for you. I don't take that for granted because I, I understand that, that God's raising up a generation of people that are going to be on fire for God, that are on fire for God. And I understand that. And that's why I take this seriously. Um, so before we jump into it, I think well, I think this is a uh, this is a tradition with us. Location check. Where are we at? Where are we at, Alex? Where are you recording from? Good question. Location check. I am in a room of my house, which I guess doesn't give you any descriptive information, but we're in a new kind of studio today because uh, today we've got the camera set up um, and uh, I've set up a makeshift sort of studio with lights and a camera and a mic and a backdrop with LED lights and it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not going to be posting this whole thing on Instagram like we did with the uh, the one I did with Lilia, but I, I do want to have it for clips, because, you know, there's so many times, like, I, I want to take a clip from the Last Gen Podcast, but then I'm like, eh, don't want to post it up on Reels, and it just, like, be a blank, you know, picture, like, it's good to have video, you know, I like video anyways, <laughs> I always like, like, if my uncle, my uncle does live streams, and, but then he takes them and puts them into a podcast version. I, I just go back on YouTube. I like that better. Um, obviously, I know you guys like podcast, But I just like to have some some sort of visual thing. So that's why we have the studio set up today. And um, it, it always amazes me what you can do with little money and just what you have. Like we had a, we had a question last week. Like I want to start my own podcast. How do I do that? What gear do I need? And a lot of people have been asking me over the... One and a half years that I've been doing, quote unquote, content creation. It's nothing, guys. I'm, a, I'm just a local content creator. No, um, they've asked me like, what I want to start. What kind of gear do I need? What camera should I buy? How do I go live on YouTube? How do I? What lights do I need? What backdrop? How do I get a background? And I always tell people, don't get hung up on what you have gear-wise. Don't get hung up on on you'll you'll always. If you're always looking at the new stuff, you're always you're never gonna start. I'll, just start with what you have. If you want to start a podcast, use your phone. You've got a phone, I'm sure of it, because you're listening to me right now on it. Um, if you've got, you know, use what you have. It, I'm looking around this studio, quote unquote studio, and I think this could be recreated in under hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, under a hundred dollars which is amazing. Very amazing. But, you know, technology is to that point where you can do a whole lot with not a lot of money. So, that was just a little bonus tip there. Let's get into the episode. Now you know my whereabouts. You know where I am and and why I'm there. You ever notice that old people, they love their WHs. They love the H. Who, what, when, where, why. Whereabouts. Those are my whereabouts. Anyways, all right, you've seen, you've seen, you have seen the title. The title today, Three Misconceptions About Generation Z. This is an important episode. It's not going to be long, but it's very important because, because if you are not Gen Z, then you are a millennial. If you're not a millennial, then you're whatever the heck came before millennials. But regardless of if you're Gen Z or if you're not Gen Z, it's important to know what this generation is like, and how to reach them, all right? Because despite what you've heard about, oh, this generation's going to hell in a handbasket, whatever, this, whether you like it or not, the people that are teenagers now, the people that are kids now, the people that are even going into their 20s now, are going to be the future of the world tomorrow. So don't don't ever write off an entire generation. Don't do that. Do not do that. That's how you write off a ton of God's great servants. And that's how you miss it. Always looking back. Let me just tell, tell you something. I love, I, I study hard. I love stories of the past. I love past revivals. I love hearing about great men and women of God, like Smith Wigglesworth and A.A. Allen and Oral Roberts. I love hearing revival stories of Jack Coe. I love hearing John G. Lake. But those people are not alive today. I love Kenneth Hagen. I love all these faith preachers of the past, but those people have gone to heaven. There's a new generation on the earth, so don't get so stuck or, pa- or you know caught up with all the revivals of the past that you miss what's happening in your generation. That wasn't something for just the, the healing movement of the 50s. It can, anything with God is repeatable. So it's not like oh God just took over and imi- no 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 people dared to believe him in that generation. And if they hadn't, if if A.A. Allen and Jack Coe and Oral Roberts were still looking back to the to the move of God in the 1880s or in the 1900s, 1910s, then they would have missed it in their generation too. So you've got to understand that this is the generation you're called to. You're you're <laughs> you're not called to 1980, the, the 80s. You're not called to the 50s. You know how I know? Because you're alive and you're listening to me right now in 2022 or even later than that. So you have to understand that this generation, Gen Z, the ones who people have written off as irresponsible, as going to hell in a handbasket, this generation matters more than ever. And added to that, the fact that Jesus is right around the corner, coming back soon. I don't have to convince you of that. All you have to do is flip on the news. All this stuff happening in Russia is Bible prophecy and Ukraine. Which, side note, stay tuned on the Instagram, um, the.last.gen. Stay tuned because we're going to be doing a uh, a live stream. I don't know what it's going to be titled, but we're going to be talking about the events that have been happening in the world in light of Bible prophecy, what's happening. Does the Bible have anything to say about this? What in the world's going on? Is the rapture tomorrow? Stuff like that. Because it's important for young people to be educated, know what's happening. So I don't have to convince you that we're in the end times. (laughs) I mean, sinners know that they're in the end times. So that's why it's, I mean, that's why this generation is more important than even that generation So vitally important. Gen Z is going to be, I believe, I believe this with all my heart. I do. And it's not just because I am 17. I I would believe this if I were 30. I would believe this if I were an intelligent human being. But I believe that Gen Z is going to be the key to the next Great Awakening. America had its first Great Awakening in the 1800s or the 1700s. Then the second... In the 1800s now, we're on the precipice of a next, the next Great Awakening, which is way more widespread than a revival. Revivals are localized, revivals are, you know, they're smaller in scale. An Awakening is when is when the knowledge of God, the Bible, and salvation, and healing and miracles go across an entire nation and hit the entire world. That's what we're talking about here. So that's why Gen Z is important. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Three misconceptions about Gen Z. Let's do it. First misconception about Gen Z. I say it all the time. I say it all the time. You, you may have heard me, me say it. Because it's important. It's, it's worth repeating. The first misconception about Gen Z is that Generation Z is not hungry for God. That Gen Z is not hungry for God. You know, this generation, all they want to do is scroll through TikTok. All this generation wants to do is, is watch YouTube videos, and this generation's going to hell in a handbasket. They don't want anything to do with church. Haven't you seen lately the church numbers are going down? Attendance is dropping in every denomination. I'd like to see those studies of what kinds of churches their attendance is is dropping. What kinds of churches are people leaving in mass? That matters. Because it's when people say generation this this generation, mine, is not hungry for God, it shows a very, a very big uh I don't know. It just shows that the person who's talking doesn't know what they're talking about, number one, hasn't traveled anywhere, number two, and has had their head in the sand and just says things just to say things because that's what their grandma said. You'd have to be stupid to believe that. Yes, you can look at the fact that uh, church attendance numbers are declining. That's very true. But what kind of churches? What kind of churches are Generation Z not hungry for, don't wanna be in? I guarantee you, they're all denominational, they're all liturgical, they're all they're all they're all churches where the population is probably 80% old people. Let's be very honest. But you look at I mean, you look at Holy Ghost churches, spirit-filled churches. You look around the world, don't just talk about just America, look around the world in places like Brazil. Places places like China. You cannot come out, you can't go around the world looking at actually my generation and and come out with the the idea that, oh, you know, we're moving further and further away from God. Yes, some people are. And yes, sin is increasing. I'm not saying that sin isn't increasing. It is. The world is getting more wicked. But where wickedness abounds, that much more does grace abound. Where sin abounds, that much more does grace abound. When darkness is at its darkest, then the light shines, the brightest. So yes, sin is being is widespread. Sin is, is more blatant than ever. But that doesn't mean that, oh, you know, it's all over. What happened? Why are people so defeatist? I said this in a service. You know, this generation is not is 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 very hungry for God. I and I said, I'm sick and tired of hearing people say this generation isn't hungry for God and I said that's a lie of the enemy I said exactly what I'm telling you right now but I said it over the mic and people you know amen amen afterwards you have this has happened multiple times amen and then and then people come up to you after that was so great what you said about this generation but you know and I agree with you you know this generation is hungry amen yeah, yeah yeah um we got but we've got you know we've got problems man you know, sin is terrible in this generation, you know, this, this generation needs help. It's like, what? Yes, I understand this generation needs help. I understand that. First of all, what, what is complaining going to do about it? What is complaining going to be going to do? Absolutely nothing. And so, yes, there's sin in this generation, Just like every other generation. And it's more blatant than past generations. But that does not mean that they're not hungry for God. People my age and older and younger. They are hungry to see a genuine move of the Holy Spirit. They're hungry to see something real. Not something religious. Because you look at those numbers. Church attendance declining. It's not that Gen Z isn't hungry for God. It's that they're not hungry for religion. They're burnt out on dead religion. And so if they weren't coming to church because they actually wanted to, then that's why they're leaving. But it's not, you know. <laughs> they want to see a real move of God. They want to see real miracles. Not the miracle of the sunrise that people talk about so much. Oh, isn't it such a miracle that we're alive? Everyone that you see today is alive. Yes. But they want to see cancer healed. They want to see blind eyes come open. They want to see the deaf healed. Real, 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 real move of God. And that's that's why this generation is going to be the one to see the Great Awakening. Because right now, the religious are the most religious they've ever been. But the on fire are the most on fire they've ever been. Especially after COVID because you had to make a decision is this real or is it not you have to make you had to make a decision 2 years ago am i really in this or am i really not and i'm telling you no d- despite what it looks like that this generation is just you know all of this perversion all of this interest in witchcraft that is just because they're searching for something real. They're searching for something to be a part of. The rise in interest in rocks and, and crystals and stuff, that's because they're looking... Just the fact that, that our generation is looking for the supernatural in rocks should give you a clue to how dead churches have been. Because if you can't see the supernatural in church, you're going to turn to a freaking stone and a crystal and moon water. To see something real. in a Ouija board. Why is it that the only place they can see the supernatural is in a horror movie or if they practice the occult? That should not be. But either way, they're looking for, for the move of God. They're looking for miracles. They're looking for the supernatural. Gen Z is hungry for God. So the first misconception is that they're not. Obviously, it's not true. I want to read to you a scripture that I should have read earlier. This is Acts chapter 2. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost, and he said, These men, let's just read it, Acts chapter 2, verse 14, and on. But Peter said, standing with the eleven but, but Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you. And give ear to my words, for these people are not drunk as you suppose, since it's only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered by the prophet Joel. So he quotes Joel from now on. Listen to this. In the last days it shall be. We are living in the last days. In the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. There, right there, is to, is a verse about how God promises that young people, there's going to be a revival of young people in the last days. But hunger is increasing. And if hunger is increasing, our, 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 we need to meet that hunger. Because like I said if we don't meet that hunger Then people go off to look for fake things And the things of the devil So now more than ever Jesus said The harvest is ripe But the labors are few The harvest is plentiful But the laborers are few So There's many people that are hungry for God But if we don't meet the need if we don't preach the gospel, then it's going to be a wasted hunger. Wasted. So number two, the second misconception about this generation, if I can find my notes out. Where the heck? Okay. The second lie about this generation is that they don't want substance. Substance. If you're taking notes, second one is that they don't, Gen Z doesn't want substance. What do I mean by that? I mean, people think this generation doesn't want the deep things of God. You'll hear people say, like, oh, you gotta keep your message short. You gotta keep your message. I was told, <laughs> I was told by by a a person I love. Filled with the Holy Spirit, you got to keep your message under 20 minutes. Under 15 minutes or kids are going to stop listening. You know, just a short message so people, they'll just, they'll check out after that. Because the misconception is that, oh, they just, you got to be surface level to reach this generation because anything else, they're they're just, their concentration goes and they don't want to learn about Bible prophecy. They don't want to learn about, about what the, you know, They don't want to learn about the Old Testament. Just tell them about the gospel, the very simple, almost dumbing it down, you know, very light. That is such a lie. And I have proved it by my life. When I say my life, not like a long life. You understand, I'm 17. So, I mean, just this past year, as I've been acting as a youth pastor not acting as, as if I'm like masquerading as a youth pastor, (laughs) but like I've been youth pastoring for the past, what is it? Since September, September, October, November, December, January, February. So that's about five months coming up on six months. And every single thing people will tell you to do to keep the youth's attention, to keep their, you know, mind engaged, have a ton of games, have fun games to draw people, and then have a very short message to keep them there, because you don't want to bog them down with information. Don't go up there and start talking about the end times. Don't go talking about the Holy Spirit and deep things, and you know, like you've got to be surface level. If that were true, I, <laughs> this past six months would have been a massive failure. But you, but you see, I, I'll preach for over forty minutes, and kids stay stay engaged. 40 minutes, even sometimes even more, going half an hour late in youth group, worship for 20 minutes, preaching for 40 minutes, 50 minutes. People at the end engaged. Not they didn't lose focus, they don't they're not not caring. And I'm not preaching like light, fluffy stuff. It's and this podcast is is such a good uh proof of that. By no means in this podcast are we light and fluffy. We get into it. And the fact that you listen and that you're hungry to hear what the Bible actually has to say is proof. You're not looking for three points in a poem. We're not looking for, you know, some cute saying that's going to last us. We're not looking for a verse of the day. Verses of the day. No, no. Just made me laugh. I just thought of something that I will not say out loud because, you know, I've, I've, I've I don't want to, you know, I don't want to. Anyways. <laughs> this generation wants substance. So, listen, please, to any youth pastors listening, I am not an expert, obviously. You know that. I'm not, so I'm not even claiming, I'm not even claiming that I, I know so much about, you know, youth, because of my amazing 6 months youth pastoring or my amazing whatever long i'm just saying please do not preach just fluff from someone who's actually it's actually it's a great thing it's a great advantage being young and a youth pastor because i'm literally the age of the people that i'm that i'm leading so i understand it's not like I'm I'm like 60 years old and I'm like trying to be hip, trying to be cool. No, I understand when something's lame. I understand when something's like cringe. But don't don't just give people fluff. Don't don't have a nice 10-minute talk about being nice. Nobody wants that. That is the kind of church that young people are walking away from. That right there. You think it was it was the deep things that are bogging? No, 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 it's the light, fluffy stuff that doesn't change anything. Because let me tell you, when they leave youth group, when they leave church, if you don't give them truth in substance, they're gonna look other places for truth in substance. And there's a large, large amount of information in substance. Think about the fact that in this generation, you can look up anything in the internet and read everything there is to know about it study it deeply understand it in in a in a deep way so if 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 you're preaching fluff about let's just say about living holy living pure if you're if you're preaching fluff about about living pure from sexual temptation or whatever you imagine it a scale you're giving them fluff on, on the end of truth, so they're thinking, okay, well, that wasn't enough. I, I didn't get anything from that than, uh, other than just try hard to be good. If you're not going to preach substance, they're going to look somewhere else for substance. Let me tell you, that's not godly. So no wonder, no wonder. And if you are part, I mean, it, obviously I'm not just talking to youth pastors, I'm talking to youth like my age, and younger, and a little bit older, so don't be afraid, and I know, you, I know you're not afraid to get into substance, you, you are the type of people that, like, you're, you're different, is what I'm going to say, because the people that are just looking for a nice five-minute encouraging devotional in the morning to listen to have run off, we've run those people off, and the people that are listening now are the people that, you know, they want to know what the Bible says. They want to get into it in substance. Substance. So when you're talking to your friends about the Lord, when you're talking to you know, even other Christians, don't don't be afraid to actually have substance. Like it's amazing to me. If you ask someone, I actually read this in a book. And and this wasn't specifically about Gen Z, but it's it it bears true there's a man named Jack Deere. (laughs) I quoted him on my story and I accidentally put John Deere, like the (laughs) lawnmower company. There's a man by the name of Jack Deere and he was a professor, a highly credentialed professor at the Dallas Theological Seminary who's cessationist. they don't believe in the Holy Spirit, like they'd say they believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit are still in operation. They don't believe, they think speaking in tongues is demonic. They think miracles are fake or demonic. So, you know, Unlike us, so he in this book he's talking about how the fact that he once was a cessationist, he once did believe that stuff, and once he like it's basically a story of becoming a charismatic, believing in in the gifts of the spirit, and so, um, in that he writes a little story about, you know, he's he's pointing out the fact that people don't even know why they believe what they believe, and he said he was having interviews or acceptance. I guess you'd call them interviews, into the Dallas Theological Seminary. And so he they would be doing great. Like, you know, he would be talking to them about their theology. He'd be talking to them about these, these aren't like kids. These are people that have master's degrees already. They're trying to get into the doctoral program. They've got master's degrees. They've got bachelor's degrees. They've been through all, you know, high school, college. They've been even further than than just their gen eds. And so in, in biblical theology, mind you. So he's talking to like adults that should know their stuff that are some of the, most of them preachers. Okay. So some, he's asking these questions just to check them on theology. And he says, "What this amazed me. He said, he got to the end of the interview. They were nice. They, their credentials look great. They've got all the, the degrees. They got the best grades. They've got the highest GPA. They have experience. But if you look, he, he just asked the simple question. Um, now, tell me about your belief about the divinity of Jesus. And so, you know, that's an easy question for a Christian, right? That should be an easy question. And so they say, well, I believe that, that Jesus was fully God and fully man. And he said, you do believe that Jesus was, is God? And they say, oh, yeah, of course. And he said, why do you believe that? And they say, well, well the Bible says that, it, that Jesus is God. He said, give me one scripture. And the confidence that that prospective student had, had vanished. (laughs) Now, he's sweating bullets. Now, he's racking his brain. You know, it's very clear. You know, the Bible says that Jesus is, he said, give me one scripture. Can't think of one. Trying to get into a doctoral program for theology. Has a master's, has a bachelor's, been through high school. Been a Christian for at least 20 years. Preaches in a church could not answer why he believed why Jesus was God couldn't give one scripture that's a sad thing he tried that out on the next on the next uh prospective student tried it do you believe Jesus was God oh yeah why because the Bible says where uh, uh nothing obviously they got turned down but it shows you right there the lack of substance. You need to have substance. A light, fluffy message is not going to reach this generation. I'm going to tell you that right now. People are sick of it. They've been down-talked. Young people have been treated like little kids for the longest time. They don't want that anymore. They're done with it. All right, moving on. Last point. Last misconception about this generation is this This is three misconceptions about Gen Z. Number 1 is that they're that they're not hungry for God. Number 2 is that they don't want substance. And number 3, they don't want cons- consecration. Number 3, the third misconception about this generation is that they don't want consecration. They don't want to be fully a part of something. That they don't want to live holy that they don't want to give Jesus their all, their 110%. That is a lie. That is a lie. Let me tell you, this generation, more than ever, is looking for something to be a part of. They're looking for a movement to be a part of. They're looking for a group identity. They're looking for something that they can support, they can back, they can look at a group of people and say, I'm with them, and I'm with them all the way. That's what this generation is looking for. And you can see that. Look at the LGBTQ plus movement. They, they're looking for a, a local, You look at young people during elections, Look at how vehemently they post on Instagram and on Snapchat. But I, mean, I can't believe effing Trump did this and effing. But they, but they're a part. Let me tell you, if someone, if a young person's a Democrat, they're 100% a Democrat. If they're a Republican, they're 100% a Republican. Now more than ever, people aren't trying to be on the fence. They're looking for something to be throw themselves into. They're looking for a group identity. They're looking for consecration. And if it's not consecration to God, it's going to be consecration to something else. You know, this generation's got one foot in the world and one foot in church. No, if you've got, listen, let me just, let me just break this, this misconception, this one, not, not the one I'm talking about, but it's, it's kind of one in the same. If you're one foot in the world and one foot in church, you're not in church at all. I mean, you could be in the physical building called the church. If you're one foot in the world and one foot in, in the kingdom of God, you're not in the kingdom of God. Jesus says that in Revelation 3.16. Three, man, 3.15 or 3.16. <sighs> I should have. I should know this. This is I just psyched myself out. Yep, 15 and 16, so I was right. There we go. He said, I know your works. You're neither hot nor cold. If you're lukewarm, I will vomit you out of my mouth. So you can't be in both. And people know that, so that they pick one. I mean, it's crazy to see how people, how young people are so committed to their thing. Like... My friend Lauren said this, and I thought it was so true and so smart, and I and I've been, I, I, I keep it in, in the front of my mind because it's true. You remember back in, in 2020, back in, um, I mean, especially, especially the summer of 2020, fall of 2020, even up until now, when everything was getting canceled, everything was getting changed. She said this. She said, if young people will band together and cancel syrup, Aunt Jemima's syrup, then imagine what can happen if those same people banded together to win souls. I mean when Gen Z does something, they're committed to it. And so if if I mean, oh my gosh. During during twenty twenty, I was it twenty no, twenty yeah, twenty twenty. Um, Upward Conference, which is a conference that I've been going to for years since 2015. It's where I got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, you know, called into ministry, all of the things. And so back in 2020, we were having conference, and the big thing was that you know, and my friend Lauren was was hugely caught up into this. She got canceled like three times, whatever. And so there was this this um controversy, I guess you'd say that students came in to uproar and heard my uncle preach and got offended about what my uncle preached and got offended that their friends invited them, whatever. So they started spreading this lie or this rumor that at, at uproar, at that specific church, they were doing gay conversion therapy, right? And so, dude, when that when they started saying that on social media, like it didn't even matter if it were, it, was, it was true because it wasn't, but like because they were saying it, oh my gosh, If you went to my uncle's Instagram account and you looked at his recent picture of Uproar, he was just saying, like, the power of God moved. They went on there and put at least 10,000 hate comments on my uncle's post, made a separate account of him, Photoshopped... (laughs) Photoshopped his picture to make him look like a woman. I mean, like, they did... They went all out. Like, they... they Listen, when they when they go after something, they go after something. Oh, it makes me laugh. Oh my gosh. Ten thousand comments. I'm telling you, people got heated. And so in in the small town of Horseheads, New York, the whole LGBT community went after that. Regardless of if it was true or not. And it was like I mean, went after, went after. Like with all their might. <laughs> So don't tell me this generation isn't looking for something to be a part of, to be 110% involved in. Consecrated to. Consecration just means I'm putting all of me into what I'm doing. I'm consecrated. That means I'm set apart from other things. I've set my identity apart from other things, and I'm putting it in this. And when you're talking about consecration of the Lord, you're you're setting your life apart. When, when they consecrated instruments to be used in the temple, they're basically saying these things will not be used for anything else. They're not going to be used in the kitchen. They're not going to be used to, to cook meals, to do day-to-day chores. These things are reserved for the temple of God. That's consecration. Setting it apart. And this generation is hungry to be consecrated for to something. Let me pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every single young person watching and listening, every single millennial listening, any single person listening at all. I pray for everybody watching that you'd put a fresh fire to reach this generation in their spirit. Put an urgency that time is running out and Jesus is coming back soon, that we would go after this generation that needs saving, But you're going to back us with signs and wonders. You're going to confirm your word. And we thank you that we're about to step into the third great awakening. In Jesus' name. Use us, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Listen, guys, I love you so much. Thanks for catching the podcast this week. Stay tuned for the Instagram account because we'll be doing a live this week, most likely. Um, and it'll most likely be on end time Bible prophecy. What's happening in the world with Russia and Ukraine. And, um, it's going to be a fun one. I always love being on live with you guys because I can see where you're watching from. I can see your names. I can almost see your faces in my mind. And we're just reunited as a family. And it's so great. Thanks so much for watching. Check back in with you next week with the last gen podcast. And I'll see you later. Bye everybody.